El futuro tiene nada más que la confrontación. Welcome to Unpopular Opinion. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. I used to write a bunch of weekly columns for a bunch of book and internet places, and I would use those columns to put forth all sorts of crazy opinions. Then I would come on this show to defend those opinions. But now, mind your business, joining me today. You know, he's the co-host of this podcast. He doesn't even like sports at all. He does have cool friends, but only the one, and that's me. And he also likes Batman, I guess. Ladies and gentlemen, Jeff May. Also joining me, she is a fantastic comic who just wrote a book that you can buy with money. She'll tell you all about that on the podcast, and she's going to tell you another story about shit in her pants, as per usual. Ladies and gentlemen, Kim Crawl going to be a great show. Hey everybody, welcome to Unpopular Opinion. I'm your host Adam Todd Brown. Jeff fucking stop. I the bit's getting old. Adam, I don't know why you keep We have a guest every time and they can that a see thing is happening. what you're doing. They can they can I'm sitting here patiently. But don't all of us know Jeff, and it, we just sort of ignore that sort of thing now? Isn't that... Jeff is... Literally doing nothing. That's fine. Jeff is <laughs> best when ignored. I would agree with that. I would like to add something. Hey, Kim Crawls here, too. Hey! Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. Hey, I want to say something. Uh, the last time I was here, which I guess was way too long ago, I found a... A uh, a DM from a guy. Okay, so the last time I was here, I predicted that the Broncos were going to win Super Bowl 50. I don't remember doing this, but then a guy who listens to your show DM'd me after the Broncos won Super Bowl 50 and was like, yo, I don't know if you remember this, but you predicted this like two years ago. Wow. And I've been meaning to... I was going to add, we don't pay attention to the fans. So, yeah. No. It makes it very hard. I was yeah, really excited I... about that DM. I record so, this I podcast as if no one's listening. <laughs> she, Pod, she, podcast she, like no one's listening is what they say. Yeah, that's what's written in glitter paint on, uh, on my wall. Yeah. Um, she's like, <laughs> and yeah, he said that I predicted that. And also there was a, a photo of a cock. <laughs> there was a photo of a cock in the Oh, in from the, the guy? Yeah. Well, I didn't respond to it because I knew that, that were, that's where it was going to lead. And I just, you know, I've learned yeah. my lesson. Don't, don't respond to those because then you'll get a picture of a dick. Yeah. That's a safe bet. Every time. Yeah. It's a safe dick bet. Kim, you were weren't you on the McRib episode too? That was the very first episode I ever did because I never had a McRib and we... I haven't had one since. So Oh wow. Rude. I was gonna say Yeah, I can't remember how we feel about the McRib if if it's something You liked it. You loved yeah, it, I'm I, sure. Every... I just don't McDonald's kind of freaks me out. So sure, of course. And the McRib should also freak you out, but that doesn't mean you don't eat it. Yeah. I don't know the you want to know why McDonald's freaks me out? It doesn't freak me out for the reasons you think it, it will. Their buns taste like sugar. That's because their buns have sugar in them. Yeah. Like a lot of sugar. Like mostly yes. sugar. Yeah. Correct. No other buns in any fast food restaurant ever taste like sugar. I mean, go to any Southern, go to like a Hardee's. I went to Hardee's when I was a kid. Hardee's yeah. and Carl's Jr. are the exact same thing. They sure are. Yeah. There's no. No, their buns don't taste like sugar. No, yeah, I mean fair. Hardee's I and Carl's Jr. are the same thing. I'm oh, the same. Their okay, buns. Yeah. I, the like sugar. I, I will say that I picked the wrong thing because that is a national chain. But go to any Southern-based wow uh, joint. You really they blew like, it, Jeff. Can I be honest with you? 
I'm no. fine with that. I'm fine. You're what? It. You're fine. Mm-hmm. You're fine for, with blowing it. Yep. Yep. That's my that's my whole mo. That's my thing. Oh, we know. So local breaking news: local man, dumb. That's this guy right here. <laughs> Jesus. Hey Kim, you just wrote a book, huh? I just wrote a book. Okay, I was told to stop acting so excited about it. Like, like someone was like, "You sound like you're shocked that you wrote a book," and I'm like, "Well, I've never written most a book. People, it is exciting." Yeah. yeah, and I know exactly three people in my whole life who say they wanted to write a book and then actually wrote a book, and I'm one of the three. So, what it is a big. What's your I feel book like about? You know, two people that want I know to write like five thousand people. No, but ne- never mind. Uh, tell me about that. Was that, book. A, was that a dig? Were you trying to <laughs> no? Because you were like, I only know three people that did that, and one of them's me. I'm like, I don't know if knowing yourself counts in that specific I mean, sentence. I, I think so. Right? I feel like we're splitting hairs a little it was bit. Semantic, yeah. It was a we're, semantic semant- argument. So I wrote yeah. a book. Uh, it's called Confessions of a Recovering Party Girl, and it is. I'm trying to do my elevator pitch, and each time something new comes out, and then I'm trying to make it whatever. Uh, so I used to party quite a bit. I used to drink a lot. Uh, and so this is sort of my kiss and tell um, about my dating life and sort of where it got me. And so like each each uh, each story, each chapter is a different dude. And on the surface, it's like a funny, fucked up dating story. Like one guy, it's chapter one, so I'll just tell you. But I, I haven't said it out loud to people. People just read it. And then I'm like, oh, I'm glad I don't have to look you in the eye. I once was really drunk and sharded. And then a dude went down on me. Oh, <laughs> but no. But didn't notice, I guess. I don't know. He didn't notice. And I didn't notice because we were both really drunk. And then I just was like bored in the hookup. I know. I And I like was like, oh, I got to go to the bathroom. So I got up, went to the bathroom. And like in my underwear, there was poop. And I was like, oh, man. And then I'm like, I got to get the fuck out of here. So I got out of there. And then that guy wouldn't leave me alone for years. Like we dated for a little bit after that. Never knew about the shark. And then he, so- and then I ghosted him. I don't know, a week and a half later or something. This guy still follows me on Twitter. Still follow Like I see him places and he's like, oh, hey, Kim. And I want to finally just be like, I sharded once when you went down on me. Just yeah. sharded. So the book... The, I'll tell you what, Kim, the kids today are eating so much ass that I don't think anybody's going to mind that. That's the thing. I was eating ass way before it was popular. So that like there's the origin story of that in the book. So uh, on the surface, serving, each of the stories are like, ass, huh? Yeah. huh? Real hipster about it, huh? Yeah. About eating ass. I thought, yeah. I don't know. I thought everybody enjoyed that. Yeah, I don't like it. Mm. I don't like Have that. you ever had it done to you, though? That's where the shit is. I don't want people yeah, near I don't, that. I don't want anyone. I'm not eating at like eating. we. Sh- we're, it's always a showered first situation or in the shower, oh, that's and it's way never. Too, that's way too much work. Oh, where it's wet and humid. Yeah, I don't like that either. Or get clean. No, I don't like it. Have you this. ever had your ass eaten? Anybody no. ever lick one of your assholes? No, no, you know, Jeff, I will tell you Jeff's this asshole right now. I will tell you this, Kim, that the we're experiences that I've had sexually have all been very gratifying. Yeah. So, like that being said, if it was like, but try this thing that can get you diphtheria, and I'm like, no, nah, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna yeah. pass on this specific uh, event. I do like What's diphtheria. It's a disease. It's, a it's disease an illness. You get from eating shit. I do like that. This is Kim's second uh, shit my pants story on this podcast. If I'm not mistaken, I believe you also told a story about shitting your pants while you were driving. <laughs> Oh, yeah, was. yeah, I did that. And that has been burned into my memory ever since. So thank you for returning in classic Kim Crawl fashion. I will say I have a podcast now where I sit in my closet and I just like talk about my life. And I have a, a segment called The Poop Scoop. 
and I have more than one story about me shitting my pants. And now I have people that email me their stories about shitting their pants and I say it, read them on the podcast. I love that shit. We've had this conversation where you're like, everyone has a shitting their pants story. And I was like, Kim, I don't. Mm. And you were like, yes, you do. And I was like, I've never shit my pants. I have. Like I, I have. I I almost, to, I, I've, oh, I would I like gonna, to edit my statement. I was going to like say I almost did at... Um, the PUI and I kicked everybody out of the room so I could shit. Oh yeah, yeah. And then yeah. did that time you that one up. time you drank. Correct. Yeah. And then I pulled up my underwear and as soon as my underwear covered my body, I passed out on the floor. Very nice. So should we should we get, Kim? Where can people get your book before we uh, get to the podcast? Um, you can get it on Amazon. Uh, and if you want a signed copy, you can get it on kimcrawl.com, Which the signed copies are coming soon. I I guess when you order them in bulk, they're like. You order three books, that'll be there tomorrow. If you order 20 books, they'll be there in eight months. So if you order a signed copy, they'll be coming soon, just a little bit more delayed. Get it from KimCrawl.com. Yeah. KimCrawl.com. And, Kim- oh, and you get a bookmark that says, so I, I, I edit my statement that everyone has shit their pants. I think, you've, as an adult, you've either shit your pants or your time is coming. So you may not have pooped your pants mm. yet, Jeff May, but one day you will. Yeah, as an adult, coming. you do not get out of this life without shitting your pants. This is how I find out I'm going to get, like, Lou Gehrig's disease or something. Probably. All right. Yeah. Should we, should we get to the podcast? We're, we're doing another local news roundup episode. Oh, we're talking about yes. stories from around the country. They're not all bad. Some of them are pretty bad, though. Most of them are pretty bad. This first one, as long as you're okay with thousands and thousands of bees hovering over your local mall, this first story's great. Yeah. I do like this story. This is a very good story. This is is a good story. Because we we need the bees. We need the honeybees. And there is a outlet, a national mall chain called Tanger Outlets. And they partnered with a social beekeeping company. Quick, what's everyone's favorite social beekeeping company? Uh, my mom. Oh, nice. Uh, oh, yeah, your mom does that. I follow a girl on TikTok who does it, but then it turns out that she's a white supremacist, I guess. So, Jeff's uh, mom, yeah. Begenics. Yeah. Well, she's from Boston, so isn't that? Yeah, that makes sense. Tomato, tomato. So, the, this company <laughs> is called Alveole, and they are again a social beekeeping company. I don't, I don't know what that means, but uh, they are installing bee colonies on top of malls all around the country. The, the colony is located in an elevated, secluded hive on the roof. So it's not like they're just in the mall, which would be hilarious. I was confused because I was like, aren't alveoli the um, air sacs in your lungs? And I looked it up and they are, which is a weird way to then choose to name your company. That is weird. Yeah, that is weird. It's also impressive. You knew that. Uh, uh, so, it was a bio. I did. I was a bio minor. Oh, right. Right. OK. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sorry. So, I didn't mean to derail this whole thing. You did. You <laughs> You derailed everything by everything. Uh, making a perfectly valid observation about the name of this country. And my good company. mom making making bees. I saw that. That is really sweet. That is cute. Very cute. So they, they selected a special breed of honeybees because this particular breed is very docile, which is good. It would, I mean, as funny as it would be if they just put like African fighting bees. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> on every rooftop. Do you remember in the 80s when that was like, there were like so many TV movies about killer bees? Yes. Because <laughs> I remember seeing them and being like, man, bees are terrifying. 
It's- is that why we're all so scared of bees? Because we grew up on television. I got stung by a bee, I don't know, maybe like three months ago. And it, I was like, why is this such a scary thing? It was more annoying than anything. And then it wouldn't stop itching. That I was say, like. I, I will add, Kim, that the scary part of that is not getting stung by a bee. It's getting stung by a thousand bees. Like the kid in My Girl. Yes. Yes. But without, even, even if you're not allergic, it's going to fuck you up real bad. I guess that's true. All right. So I used to be way more scared of bees than I am now, at least like regular honeybees, because now I know how much good they do for the world and how necessary they are. Whenever I see one, I'm like, oh, good job surviving, buddy. Most of you are dead now. I, I like a good like a honeybee because a honeybee has to want to 9-11 you in order to sting you. Like a honeybee has to yeah. sacrifice its life. So you're like, you've got to be like really fucking with a honeybee for it to like come after you. Uh, wasps are assholes. Wasps um, can die. But, yeah. But but bees, bees in general are like pretty good dudes. Do wasps do anything? Like, because growing up, I was afraid of bees, right? Like nobody liked bees. And now that we know how much, like now, like as an adult, I know what bees do for the, you know, the ecosystem, the environment. What do wasps contribute? They sting children. Yeah. Oh, to get rid of them. Yeah, they get rid of children by stinging them. Yeah. They yeah. they make your porch uninhabitable. So they don't do anything of good? No. Except no. for get rid of the children? I mean, I'm sure no. someone is going to respond and be like, wasp, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't care. They can yeah. die. Wasps can wasps die. Wasps are important about preventing malaria in certain areas by killing mosquitoes. And it's like, I don't fucking. Yeah. I don't know. So was DDT, and we stopped using that. So you know, so fuck wasps. Yeah, yeah. I had a I had a harrowing incident with yellow jackets once. I uh, when I was living in South Dakota, and I mean that's harrowing in and of itself. But this pipe or this hose that was connected to my air conditioner that went into my house, they never sealed the opening around it when they built oh, the house. No. And at one point, this yellow jacket colony moved into that opening. And one, our neighbors never told us. They, they had seen it for like a week before this and never mentioned it. And then one night, it it was the middle of the summer, and then one night, it just dropped to 45 degrees, and all those fucking yellow jackets came in our basement, and it was bad times. No, that's not good. I remember I um, back when I was a homeowner, I was uh, mowing my lawn, and yellow jackets tenor- generally tend to have uh, underground um, hives, so I mowed the lawn over their hive, and let me tell you, they were not a fan. Yeah. People oh, my have, God. People have died yeah. that way. Oh, yeah. They stung me all over my, like, shins. My shins were fucking itchy and in pain for, like, three weeks. Ugh. It sucked so bad. I was, like, crushing up aspirin and mixing it with water and, like, rubbing it on my um, <laughs> shin. That's what, yeah, that's what you're kind of supposed to do, I think, is, like, mash yeah. up. It was oh fucking nightmare. Oh, my God. Yeah. Goddamn. Don't own a home. Shit like that happens all the time. Yeah, I was, a, home, I was is, a homeowner when that happened, too. With the I don't know anything. You guys seem to know you're like yellow jackets and this kind of bee. I'm like, literally, I know there's wasps and bees and the bees. <laughs> that's all I know about. That's it. That's, yeah, but you, you moved to L.A. young. Yeah, I was like 21. We were country assholes yeah. for for like the majority, you know, of our of our twenties, the very least. LA just doesn't have the bug population that other parts. I didn't of even the know we had do. mosquitoes until this last summer, or la- like last year, like recently. Like this whole time, I've never been bit by a mosquito, so I just thought e- LA. Yeah, even yeah. mosquitoes. It seems like there's not as many as in most places. Yeah, there's like twelve. Yeah. And they all they all know each other. They all travel around. I'm I'm super seem- excited, by the way, about these bee colonies being put up 
Yeah, it's a great idea. Honeybees are dying off, and we need them to do all that cool, beneficial plant fucking that they do. I, w- I would yeah. like to add that the uh, honeybees aren't the only thing in this part of the story that are dying off. So it's kind of good that we can utilize yeah. each thing. Because I don't know if you've been to a mall in the past six years. Yeah, I was but, surprised but you that you haven't. I was surprised that any mall chain had the resources to invest in something like this after COVID. Or even before COVID. Jeff is right. Malls yeah. aren't really, a, they're kind of a dying thing. But yeah. it was, so it's malls, the malls have to invest in it in order for it to happen. It's not just this company just doing it. Uh, that I don't. I feel I'm like not. the malls are just sure. like, come on up to our roof. Yeah, maybe. You just come on. Like, we're not yeah. using it. It's and not this like, seems it's, like a good... It's not yeah, it's not like American Eagle is losing its space to the beast cuz how fucking <laughs> how wild would it be if you went to the goddamn mall and just one of the storefronts is just <laughs> millions of bees. That would be that would probably get people to the mall by the I way. Like if you could just look inside the storefront and see all the bees doing their thing. Yeah. I would go to watch that. That's like watching Candyman. That's terrifying. I like a mall. Oh yeah. Are, are we I, are we not fans of a mall here? I love the mall. Me too. I used to go. To, really? I used to. I used to go to the mall all the time. Uh, I like the. I like the the people. I like being around all those people and and especially at Christmas time. Yep. Same. Oh, am I just an asshole? I hate the mall. I think and everybody. And at Christmas time. Yeah, oh, I love it. I love it. I love that chaos. Oof. Yep. Oh, how people some people in. walk slow and don't seem to have any sort of urgency or anywhere to go or any knowledge of anything going on around them at all. Don't you want to like, we should throw them into the B room. But it's happening at Christmas, no? though. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's at Christmas and Christmas is dope. Yeah. Christmas is okay, I guess. And all, it's wow. that's one of the few <laughs> times I, I don't mind being in a crowd is at Christmas at the mall or Christmas at the movies. I don't mind a packed movie theater on a holiday, but yeah, I love the mall. mall The Mall of America is one of my favorite places to visit. It's yeah, remember so when we fu- we fucked with the Mall of America hard when we well, the first thing when we got to Minnesota, where I was like, "You want to go to the Mall of America?" You're like, "I was going to ask the exact same thing." Yeah, didn't we? We I went don't... to the aquarium too, right? Um, I don't think that was us. Oh, damn it! We should have gone to the aquarium down there. It's Who in, is in, she? In the bottom of the Mall of America, <laughs> it's great. Yeah, yeah I, I've been to the Mall of America a couple of times. The first time I went uh, a while ago, the aquarium might have been new. I don't know, but they like there was like a man dressed as a shark, and he followed me throughout the mall. And my friend was like, "That shark is still following us," and kept trying to talk to me. And I don't know if he knew. Like, I don't really like characters, grown people inside character costumes. They kind of freak me out. So I, th- so I think like the re- like he wanted to say hi, and I was like, "Oh, I'm good, dude. Go be a shark somewhere else." And then he followed us through the mall. Well, that's, that's what a- sharks do. They fought, yeah, that's they a, I was gonna say, yeah. yeah, that's a real waste of not playing the Jaws theme. Yeah. To have him stalking <laughs> you in, in a shark costume and to not have that playing. But he had a big smile. The shark costume had a big smile. Oh, oh I know exactly what shark? shark you're talking about. Yeah. It was, but the Mall of America is fun. I don't know. It's not really a mall, though. It's like an amusement park with like... There's an amusement park in it. Yeah. Yeah. But it's a mall. With a, with a mini golf. But I'm saying like that's not... That like that's not your average mall. But most no, importantly, it's the mall of America. Most importantly, top level Hooters. Yeah, There's we a ate Hooters. At that, we ate at that Hooters. It's a good Hooters too. It's a really good Hooters. Okay. Yeah, I fucked with it. Their tasty nine eleven sauce. Yep, those nine eleven wings. Give them to me. What? Yeah. What's a nine eleven wing? Uh, it's one uh, level below Three Mile Island wings, or it like might be one wise? above. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 
And it's called 9-11? Well, 9-1-1, but... Oh, it's like they really... (laughs) But they stuck with 9-1-1 after 9-11. Yeah. They had it before 9-11 and they weren't like, maybe we ought to change the name of this. You know, it would be like having a swastika as the sign of peace. And then when the Nazis took it over and being like, yeah, but we're going to stick with the swastika. (laughs) Yeah, kind of. I mean, not as... as not as awful, but eh, kinda, kinda. Pretty awful. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, pretty awful. So I, it's a nice thing that they're doing with the bees. I think that's. <laughs> I think that's the gist <laughs> of what we're. Yeah, getting it's at. nice. That's. Let's, I mean, I think. Are, will you be? You won't be able to go see it though, right? No, they are doing a thing where you can like interact with the bees, and they're going to do like education classes and things. It seems like a very neat thing. And there, there are tanger outlets in California, so hopefully it comes here. There's, I found like at least five or six different cities where oh, it's happening yeah. right now. Well, can I go with you guys when it happens? Because I would like to experience the mall to through two people's eyes that love the mall. Are you going to shit your pants? <laughs> yeah. Do you, would that make the Would that make you want to go with yes. me, or would that make? Yes. Okay, yeah, I'll poop my pants. Absolutely. And then you can make the second one is Confessions of a Bee Fucker yeah. uh, as your next book. Do I have to have sex with a bee? Well, yes. Yeah. yeah, that's what Jeff But like just a bunch said. of bees, not just one bee. I mean, I have like 19 chapters in this book about dudes, so that would mean I'd have to fuck 19 bees. You'd have to fuck yeah. 19 colonies of bees. Right. How right. do you... I don't know if that's... We'll work it out. We'll work it out. Believe it, achieve it, Kim. Yep. Should we talk about this next story? Yeah. Yeah. I can't decide if this is neat or kind of creepy. Uh, I guess it can, it can be both. A, a Delta pilot found a COVID time capsule note when he went to take a Delta plane out of storage. What happened is a Delta pilot named Chris Dennis dropped off a plane for storage at Southern California Logistics Airport, my favorite airport to fly out of. Uh, he dropped it off in 2020 on March 23rd right near the start of COVID. And he was so moved by the sight of what he saw, all these planes lined up. And if you look at the pictures, it is kind of creepy. It does look very concerning, but only if you know the context. Like, otherwise, it's just a bunch of planes lined up. And you're like, oh, those are the broken ones, right? So he (laughs) left- These planes suck. Fuck these planes. So he decided (laughs) to leave a note for whatever pilot eventually picked the plane up to put it back in circulation. Here's the question. Here's the the note. Hey, pilots, it's March 23rd, and we just arrived from Minneapolis. Very chilling to see so much of our fleet here in the desert. If you're here to pick it up, then the light must be at the end of the tunnel. Amazing how fast it changed. Have a safe flight bringing it out of storage. I don't know if that uh, amazing how fast it changed meant, can you believe we beat COVID this quick? But he blew that prediction, if so. I think it's the fact that, you know, we were like, COVID could happen in December. And then mm-hmm. by March 23rd, they were like, no flights anywhere. <laughs> yeah. That, I think that's what he meant, too, because I, I read that, too. And I was like, I don't think he's predicting that it changed. I think he's predicting or saying how quickly. Because it was like February 28th, we were all like, oh, yeah, COVID all over the world. But it won't come here. It won't be a big deal. Yeah. And then two weeks later, we were you know brought to our knees. Yeah, I would he, like to, he did say uh, he assumed it was going to last for a few weeks. But I think we all did. When those oh, first yeah. lockdowns happened. Well, it's because we trusted that people would act in the greater good. <laughs> fucking idiots. I know. Did Turns you? Out- but you did too, though, right, Adam? Like, I trusted that everybody would. I mean, after day one, I had a friend that I lost her to COVID. She didn't die of COVID. She just didn't care about COVID. So we're no longer friends. 
day two of the lockdown, she called me and she goes, hey, I'm going to have a party on uh, St. Patrick's Day, which was like two days after the governor shut yeah. down out California, right? She goes, you want to come over for the party? And I was like, oh, girl, they shut down the city. We all got to stay in. To help. And she said, I don't give a fuck about that. I'm going to have a party. And I was like, I went, oh, I give a fuck about that. So I won't be coming to your party. And she. And you got COVID. And I got COVID really bad. Yeah, yeah. it, it yeah. like, like really a, affected you. You had like long I, haul I have long haul COVID. COVID. I'm still I still have symptoms, and I test uh, and I tested positive the first time November 13th. I the I started feeling sick like two days before the election, and then uh, when Biden was officially called that Saturday. And everyone was celebrating in the streets. I was like, I have this weird cold and I feel like it might be weird if I'm out like sniffling. So I'll just celebrate at home. And then good thing I did because I had COVID. Do you know how you got it? I worked at a bar that didn't take it too seriously. Oh, so you working at the bar? I worked at the bar, yeah. And yeah, they. uh, I've been staying away from saying the name in public places just because I don't want a libel or anything like that like because i is it tin horn flats in burbank i was like didn't that place burn down that's the hollywood one uh no, no. it should burn um, down but they yeah they just it, it wasn't like the night of the i'm pretty positive i got it the night uh the dodgers won the world series mm. because it was all outdoor dining right specific like uh capacities and as a bartender we weren't bartending we were waitressing because they couldn't go inside to the bar so we were going out and and my section had my section had maybe like the capacity was like 25 people and there probably was like 75 at least without masks on jumping up and down and i went to owners management head bartender security everybody i was like what is happening? We're going to get COVID. And they told me, like, what do you want us to do? We need to make money. And like, Ugh. and yeah. Hey, they made their money and all it did was almost kill you. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. God forbid you say the name of the guy. Uh, do you work for them still? No, but uh, just because I don't know. Um, I'm trying to protect myself, truthfully, because there, there still may be like, not that I'm going to sue anybody, but there still is like potential of sort of oh. how they handled it. Does yeah. that make sense? Like you should sue their ass. Sue them. Yeah. Sue them. Fuck them. You got fucking COVID and you almost died and you breathe like shit and you sound like garbage. And, uh, and I sound like garbage <laughs> now? I was just going to keep like, saying awful things to you. That's so mean. You're it on really them. ugly. Yeah, you have a very bad attitude and, and you are hideous. Just hideous. You think I have a bad... Is it because I don't like malls? Is yes. that why you think I have a bad attitude? Yeah. yeah. I like hot dog on a stick. You can only get that at the mall. Yeah. Or Venice Beach. Mm. That's the mall of towns. Yeah, it sure is. <laughs> that's true. That's true. So yeah, but, another pilot found this note. Cool. All right, COVID. Yeah. Okay, yeah. This, all, I'm gonna be honest. Like this letter, it seems to me like something like a 14 year old nerd would write. Yeah. Like it has it has very like fucking nerd energy to it. So I, okay, when I read that there was a letter, I was like, oh, really excited. I was like, oh, I bet he's going to say like how he feels. Like I thought it was going to be a legit time capsule. Instead, he was just like, hey, this is wild. The planes are parked. Good luck, everybody. Like there yeah. wasn't, I was like, oh, that's all he wrote. This is a news story. Like I thought it was going to be, you know, I thought yeah. it was going to be. It's the more- pilot's version of Seinfelding. He's like, what's the deal with COVID? <laughs> Seriously, that was like it, five yeah. lines, and I was like, "Oh, yeah, it should have been should have been a little more in depth." They're gonna put yeah. this thing in another time capsule now that will 
commemorate what it was like for Delta Airlines during COVID, which I don't give a fuck. They're actually going to put it in the Nickelodeon time capsule that they buried <laughs> in 1990. Have either of you ever buried know. ever bury a time capsule when you were a kid? I don't have the patience for that. Oh, I would like, I remember those pantyhose that used to come in eggs? Eggs, yeah, legs. Oh, yeah, yeah. Legs. I would, my mom wore those and I would take the little, the little egg and put shit in it and bury it in the backyard. So you should uh, shart in one of them and bury him in the backyard. <laughs> that's just called pooping. That's not. Yeah, that's a true. shart is an accident. Like you don't know that you're pooping when you shart. You think you're farting and then you poop. So you should just shit in one. Wait, hold on. Have you ever unearthed them? Unearthed? Ever? Un- no. This the I I grew up in Illinois and so they're I they're mean, just buried around just some buried, random yeah. backyard. Yeah, I mean there's it's a, a, a bunch of bullshit that a five or six year old would berry so it's like a gun yeah yeah you're not gonna find anything cool in there like this dude's pilot note yeah like something it, where it would just like, it would just seem weird if you something found as it. lame as that pilot note that would be funny if you buried a letter about covid oh yeah yeah that would that was a five-year-old very prescient so how many did you bury? Why aren't you more concerned? Don't you want to go find these? I, I would a, like to. I was a child. Like I was putting like key rings and shit in them. I don't care what's in there now. Oh, and there wasn't some confession. How you. I was like six. What am I going to confess to? I don't know. You know. So no. you're right. It would be like the finding of that pilot. No. Also, it like, would involve oh. me showing up at a stranger's house and just digging holes in the backyard. <laughs> Who among us? Yeah. I don't. I don't know how how well that would that would go I, over. I feel like I could get away with it. Probably if I was ch- if charming enough, just being like, "Hey, you know, just p- turn on the right smile, look approachable," which is very don't hard say- for me, but I could do it. <laughs> uh, don't say "hey" like that, though. Hey, hey. <laughs> like they answer, hey. It, it's me. <laughs> it wouldn't. Work I have a in, shovel. It wouldn't work in the Midwest <laughs> where I grew up. The the Midwest doesn't take to uh charming and approachable that well in the midwest people just think that's weird the midwest is a lot like russia where if you're happy people are like why what's going like, like what here? you know we're in the midwest what are you fucking happy for right but the now mid- the midwest is generally at least fake polite jeff i they all grew leave their up doors in, unlocked. i grew up I in the midwest the midwest I, is not fake polite i mean that's I've, just i've been there what people said i lived there for 20 years jeff that's fine Actually, longer than that. I lived in Peoria for twenty years, and then South, and then Wisconsin and South Dakota. Twenty Ooh. great years. Jesus Christ, South Dakota. Yeah, that was that was something. Hey, speaking of the Midwest, let's talk about this <laughs> Chicago story quick. Uh, the last time we did one of these episodes, we talked about what a corruption-riddled nightmare anything government-related in Chicago is, and now apparently you can add the doggy daycare inspection system to that list of corruption cook county which is where chicago is as it turns out has one inspector at the department of agriculture who's responsible for inspecting all dog boarding businesses in the county his name is jose guillen inspector guillen (laughs) you had that locked and loaded i was ready for it he he at least was the one person in charge of that he's since been fired because he was using his status as the county's only doggy daycare inspector to, of course, harass women. What a status quo to what? have to uphold. Yeah. Jesus. It's a, a sh- very, don't you, know, don't you know who I am? I'm the doggy daycare inspector. And that's exactly 
what he was doing, basically, because he's the only inspector. He would like that. The reason he was caught is there's surveillance footage of him doing this inspection with a woman who he'd already kind of molested the last time he inspected her place. And these inspections, they look at your vaccination records. It's supposed to take like 10 minutes. And in this video, the inspection takes like an hour. And he first demands that he be able to stand next to her while she's looking at her laptop to pull up these vaccination records. And then he just like starts stroking her back and doing all that creepy Ugh. shit he demands that she give him a hug twice come give me a hug like 50 cent yeah and this whole time he hasn't signed off on this inspection and he keeps reminding her that he's the only person who does these inspections so is she trash he, he could trash. he could fail her and yeah it wasn't until she caught this on video that she was able to report it and that was uh, like three months ago, and the police are still investigating. Which, what is there to investigate? It's yeah, on video. Yeah, like, how, do they just have they have not gotten to the video? To be fair, it's the police investigating a woman being assaulted, so it's going to take a while. No one cares. Not, yeah, they don't, they care. don't care at all because they don't. They certainly don't want the camera turned back on state or local officials that harass women. Because then, oh boy, the police. <sighs> Burn it all to the ground. Just burn it all to the ground. I just And I just love that it's like, and then shockingly, it happened to a bunch of other, and it was like, yeah, that yeah. guy, of course, of course. Yeah. He's fired, though, at the very least, right? Yeah. But now, I mean, the worst that's going to happen to him is that they're going to just be like, don't do that again. Here's some community service. And the and thing is, pr- he's fired now because a local news station in Chicago did a report about this. Yeah. But for those whole three months where the police had this information, he was still working. Just, just groping his way across Cook County. Jesus Christ. So the only reason why this was stopped is because a news station was like, hey, that this is, needs some. That, that is Chicago in a nutshell right there. Jesus Christ. Yeah. On yeah. the last episode, we, we covered this scandal in Chicago where if you work just one day a month, you're entitled to an entire month's pay if you are a lawmaker in Chicago. And there was this woman who worked three days and got paid like $5,600 for it. And the oh, only reason yeah. this loophole came to light was because this same station did a news report about it. Yeah, they're going to get their license revoked from doing news. Oh, yeah. Soon. Is that going to happen? Mm, wouldn't surprise no, me. No, I mean, they can try, but that's federal, right? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Let's, let's take a Jeez. quick break, and then we'll be right back. Oh, and we're back. And we're back. <laughs> we're back. We made it. We made it. Hey, let's talk about some Chicago news that's uh, slightly better. This is good news, right? I mean, it's there's not... kind of two sides of this coin. Yeah, it's it's fifty fifty. Actually, there's a part of the ending here that does not make me very comfortable. Oh, sure, yeah, yeah. Like it's actually not good news. <laughs> a hotel employee maybe stopped a mass shooting in Chicago. Oh yes, okay. Sorry, while well, you're I'm like, what news? I read it. Okay, go ahead. Sorry, <laughs> we're just go. We're going in order. <laughs> I know, but I don't... (laughs) This happened at Chicago's W Hotel on Lakeshore Drive. And this employee, this is a quote, this employee saw something by entering the room to clean it that likely prevented a tragedy from happening. So it's significant and very valuable. 
And we ought to heap a lot of praise on that employee for being aware and letting us know so we can react quickly and potentially avoid a tragedy. That's Chicago Police Superintendent David Brown, who's still a he fucking said, cop, he said, even though what he yeah, just said is say, nice. He said right, right after groping that employee. <laughs> when the employee contacted police, they responded to the room, found a handgun, a rifle, and a bunch of magazines sitting on the windowsill. I like of- that the cop's like, good eye. <laughs> and it's like, how was I going to miss that? <laughs> I think it's more thanks for saying something, right? Yeah, because it's like, wow, you noticed the thanks for saying something. That would right? be funny if, if they just cleaned the gun for him. <laughs> <laughs> or you know how the hotel like puts your stuff back in like a cute organized way on the counter? They yeah. like organize the gun. What if, that little... was their, what if that was their tip? Yes. <laughs> These guns are for you. Sweet. Thank you for Ellis. keeping the room spick and span. That would be a very Chicago way of tipping somebody, to be honest. Uh, I would also it'd be really funny if they just put one of those towel rabbits. You know, they just made it like right at the, like making it like playfully holding the gun. <laughs> That's, that's funny. So the guy that had the guns, his name's Keegan Castile. He was 32. He was, or still is. He was arrested and charged with two felony counts of aggravated unlawful use of a weapon without a fire owner's ID card. He's since been released on bond. Hopefully, I have a problem with that. <laughs> I, well, what are you going to do? Like, you can't, like, preemptively, like, you can't just lock him up because you suspect he might have been getting ready to commit a mass shooting. I mean, if he was released on bond, I hope they put a fucking pretty heavy bond on him. Yeah, well, and also, even he if should they be did. on like the no buy gun ever list, right? Is that I don't even think it that doesn't exists. matter in Chicago. What? So that guy's like, oh, I got a slap on the wrist. I'll just wait another month and then I'll mow down a bunch of people. Yeah, go ahead, Adam. I know you know more about this than I yeah, do. Yeah, most of Chicago's guns are illegal guns that's why chicago has a huge gun problem it's not like they have very strict gun laws but indiana does not and there's this uh route called the iron pipeline which is the the term they use for guns coming from indiana into chicago so this guy's in chicago he can get guns if he wants guns even if they took his guns <laughs> good so times. i'm with jeff then <laughs> it's like i yeah they but, shouldn't have let him go like, right but like you when do? you have a I know that's a very, very hard like they should probably have somebody like tailing this guy 24 seven. Like, I I don't understand because like this guy, clearly, if he was going to shoot a bunch of people and then got caught and then released, he's like, well, I better hurry up and shoot a bunch of people. Yeah. My question, if you got all those guns in your room, how do you not put the do not disturb sign on the door? Because that's this person came in to clean the room. Just I. I put a do not disturb sign on the door when I think it's too messy in there. I, you know what? Like when I'm like, oh, I don't want somebody to see this on his way. Like I just keep it on. Like if, yeah. if I'm there for three days, I'll keep it's like you, you can clean this room Friday. But after I've mowed down a bunch of people. Yeah. Exactly. Like, how do you how do you not put like what an oversight? I mean, I will say I think that we are giving credit to someone who was going to do a mass shooting. Like, you're not exactly in the right. You're not exactly playing with a full deck. You know what I mean? Like, if that if you're going to do something like that, you might not be all the yeah. way there mentally to. Granted, yes. <laughs> like, so I, I think like if you and I were to commit a mass shooting, we probably would think you know a little bit further ahead. But we're not in the mindset of where we want to commit. Does that does that make sense? I, I like this tangent. Let's roll with it. Let's plan a mass shooting. Come on, yeah. Jeff, I was say no. if if or when. I guess the is three the of us question. or. 
Well, individually, different parts of the city, I think, is going to really have the most impact. Well, I think so, too. But I think I would uh, I'd get cold feet. I'd need someone standing there next to me being like, you can do it. Well, I'm just going to shoot Jeff. You need a hype man? Yeah, oh, I was going to shoot. I need a hype man. I, I was going to shoot uh, myself. So, yeah, I mean, we're the all. The beginning and end of my, my shooting spree is just Jeff. So. And I get arrested, and I'm like, we were all supposed to shoot a bunch <laughs> of people. They're like, Adam just killed Jeff. And then yeah. Jeff. J- Jeff bought in. <laughs> yeah, Jeff was like, that's fair. That's they fine. held the and gun then... at the same time. <laughs> Check out Kim's new book, Confessions of a Former Mass Shooter. <laughs> oh, man, don't put that out there. Because now you have to do it. I, I just the secreted that. Yep. Do I do that after I fuck a bunch of bees or before I fuck a bunch of bees? Or you because could... I fuck a bunch of bees, it'll make me crazy. And just don't shoot, shoot the bees, yeah. please. I'm sorry no. I've just I'm sorry I've just literally handed you a trilogy and you're just <laughs> not appreciating it. <laughs> I won't shoot the bees because the bees are important for For our... the fucking, yeah. Yeah. For the world. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about a slightly less harrowing story, but one that still fills me with lots of emotion. Colby might become the official state cheese of Wisconsin. Controversial. I, I have two I have two things to say. One, I fuck with Colby. I do too, yeah. I fuck I with Colby. I don't know what that Hart. is. It's Colby Jack. It's the marbled orange and white no, cheese. Colby. Wait. Is, oh, Colby Standard. Yeah, just Colby, not Colby Jack. Oh, okay. What's Colby? Just regular. It's just Colby I, cheese. I, Colby Jack is Colby it, cheese it. and Jack cheese mixed together. Oh, I prefer that. I like that a lot. Colby's a brand of cheese, no, not no. a type of cheese. No, it's a type of cheese. It was. I have never. I've learned. I know everything about cheese, and I don't know, know what. I, I don't. And I guess clear, clearly you do not. Colby is you. A lot of times see it in that like red wax wrapping oh it's I a th- love kobe cheese yeah it's a it's a yellow cheese it's a little milder and sweeter than cheddar it's very good it's it has a like nut, creamy a, a nutty flavor with a u and an orange color with yes. a u and it is often found blended with monterey jack cheese which is what right. i like a lot um i would like to say that i don't think wisconsin should have uh, an official cheese why is that jeff because their whole thing is being the cheese state right yes yeah I feel like they should just keep it generic then and just be like, come get all the cheeses. Once you start an official, that The that other makes cheeses it... are going to move out. They're going to be like, well, if you don't well, what's, like I us, mean, we'll go. What's interesting is Jeff's objection to this is the reason why this legislation has never passed. Is I get it. People feel like pointing out just one cheese is going to uh, like diminish sales of other cheese when Wisconsin is the best at all the cheese. If I was Wisconsin, okay, uh, sure it is. Uh, sure, let's you don't think pretend- Wisconsin has the best cheese? Let's pretend that Vermont and California don't exist. Um, when it comes to cheese, yeah, I, I'm, okay. I have no. Have problem you had Wisconsin that. cheese curds that you can just buy at any gas station and you bathe in them? They're so good. Kim, I've had those from a gas station. Yes. That's where. That's like when I went through Wisconsin. I didn't go long. I was just like driving through. Go long. But go long. <laughs> but I I had some gas station cheese curds and I was like, oh, their their cheese thing holds up. If this is good, yeah. just at a gas station. I mean, this also does sort of come to wit with me, and and I I know I get a lot of shit from people when I say this, but a lot of times like local fame for foods is so hyped up, and it's just like a Philly cheesesteak tastes almost exactly the same as a cheesesteak in like Minneapolis. Like, yeah, but shit, that's, like, that's not the case with cheeses like there's a there's a reason there are levels to cheese 
Yeah, because there's a lot of dairies in Wisconsin. But I kind well, of agree. Like when people yeah, get super course. weird about pizza in Chicago, it's like I've had some good pizza other places too. Yeah, yeah, pizza. I mean, pizza can be good anywhere. New York pizza is only good in New York. But other than yeah, that, and New Yorkers think that it's the absolute greatest thing. They're like, you don't even know until you've had the grease from a floppy <laughs> slice of a floppy <laughs> shingle of pizza slide down your clothes while you're getting bumped into by fifty people. Yeah, it's like no, I think I'm good. <laughs> but at least that's it why it was a dollar. The, and, and then yeah, right. At like, least it was garbage. Or yeah. when people are like, uh, oh, like it must suck for you to have chowder outside of Boston. And I'm like, chowder is the same pretty much everywhere. Ooh, like, chowder in San Francisco with the bowl. That that I dream about that. I, I dream about that chowder. Yeah, you could probably get that exact same thing here in LA. But I do disagree with you on seafood. I think the the further you I, get to the center of the country, the again having lived there for a long, long time, the, the less yeah. lesser quality it gets. The the only thing that I actually will stand by as being like this is is Maine lobster or New Hampshire, like anything from that super cold, uh, like northern area of the Atlantic, because uh, the lobster gets a little sweeter, and I get that. Mm. I but don't I'm like talking, lobster that much. I mean, that's fair, but you haven't really had. Have you had Maine lobster, or has it just been like just? I just don't. I just don't like having it be a little bit sweeter. Is not going to put it over the top. I'm telling you, man. If I get you, I get you a good lobster roll though, and it it fucks. You're doing the thing that you accuse people of doing all the time, where someone's like, "No, I don't like something," and you're like, "But have you had this?" That's fair. That's fair. But I mean, just the idea of I don't know. I've I've eaten. California has an incredible cheese system, as does Vermont. Fucking cabbage. I I agree with Jeff, like the standing with like my state is the best of this random food that we are going to hitch all of our shit to that. I agree with, too. But then also, I just feel like there's a lot of other stuff going on in Wisconsin and you're paying people to like sit down and hash out what your official cheese is. Like, why don't we solve all the other actual problems? And then a, and then we can have cute little laws like whatever your state cheese is. It's a huge that's that's all they have. <laughs> Like Wisconsin, like cheese is their fucking thing. Like it's not like New York yeah. pizza and New York calls itself the pizza state. I know Wisconsin only has that. I mean, they have the Packers. They got yeah, that. Yeah, Wisconsin on. has things. The Bucks are uh, about to get swept in the NBA finals. They have that. Sure. They, they I have mean, some, I've they lived have... in. I've again, I lived in Wisconsin yeah. for a long time. It's not what people think it is, but cheese is a huge industry there. Just like tobacco yes. used to be a huge industry. In the town I live in, there are streets named after cigarette brands because <laughs> Wisconsin used to be such a huge producer of tobacco. And now they're just a huge producer of cheese. So they Beer take and cheese, right? cheese so really seriously. Why choose one cheese and alienate the other cheeses? Why not have all the cheeses? If that's literally all you have as a state, why are you going to? alienate the other cheeses again you know? not all they have as a state but i like i i'm not <laughs> i'm just reporting the news i'm not like married to yeah. this idea that colby should be the state cheese like don't shoot the messenger you know it would be a call great... your elected officials and demand that wisconsin not have an official state cheese well it's funny because in the notes it says that mozzarella is like the most produced cheese for obvious reasons yeah. Uh, and then it's really funny because like how fucking funny would it be if they're just like, you know what? It's mozzarella. Mozzarella is the official state cheese. Ah, abandanza. Mozzarella. They have a nice mozzarella. That's how we say it in Wisconsin. In Wisconsin, yeah. Is that how you guys say it in Wisconsin? Uh, welcome to a Milwaukee, huh? 
A mozzarella. Oh, man. It's what? so fresh. You're going to get a, such a nice diarrhea. Yeah. <laughs> and then shit your pants. Yeah. So yeah, you're going to sh- you're going to shot and get eaten out. It's so nice. The the reason people are bringing up Colby is because it was invented in Wisconsin in 1885 in the Wisconsin city of Colby. A guy named Joseph Steinwand created it and uh in a Nazi lab or what were you talking yeah, about? I don't know. Yeah, 45 million pounds of Colby are produced in Wisconsin each year. How For many your pounds? Mom. 45, 45 million. million. Yeah, that's a I lot. can't wrap my brain around that much it's cheese. A whole lot of cheese. Yeah, this I I love that the woman co-sponsoring this bill this quote as Winston Churchill said, never give up. Never give up. Never give up. So I am not going to give up. Wisconsin does cheese better than anybody else. And Colby is the Wisconsin original that helped transform our state into America's dairyland. Lady, calm the fuck down. I don't think I've ever cared about anything as much as this lady cares about getting Colby as the cheese of Wisconsin. Like, I don't. I saw. I wish I had that much compassion or passion about anything, right? I saw a guy haul his own fancy coffee maker to the airport. He flew with this fucking thing and was making himself coffee during our layover. And I saw that and was like, I've never been passionate about anything in my life because How that big is was the fucking, coffee. That is passion right there. I, was it like a French press or something? It or like, like a big was chemistry it? set? Dude, that's one of the ones where you lean in and be like, everyone hates you. Oh, yeah. Well, and your coffee smells good, though. I don't think I'd hate him. I'd ask for a cup of coffee. Coffee's great, but you're bringing that. I wouldn't even want that contraption (laughs) in my home. Yeah, there has to be a point where you have to be like, you know what? Fucking, that's being like, oh, I got to take my form and grill so I can cook a burger. It's like, just get a fucking burger, man. Yeah. Yeah. How many people were staring at this guy? I, I don't remember because I was just staring at the guy. Was he sitting on the floor? Because you know how only outlets like are by like where you have to kind of sit on the floor at the airport he, unless you're lucky enough to get one of the tables. He They're normally set it, he set it up on one of those counters that are sometimes at your gate where you can just sit and they have the outlets. Coffee people are fucking wild, man. So he, like, he had his own little cubicle for his weird. Yeah, so like, wild I, to I me. I get. I like coffee, but I like. I drink a cup or two of coffee in the morning, and then that's it. And I still, I like good coffee, but what I think is good coffee, there are coffee snobs out there who would be like, mm, if you're not using a French press, it's just like, shut the fuck up. You have to do a slow drip. Yeah. I remember somebody, <laughs> I remember somebody at, uh, at my old work was like, oh, you've got it. Matt makes the best slow drip coffee, blah, 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 blah. You have to try it. I'm like, oh, I'm not a coffee person. He's like, oh, he makes it for everybody here. And then later, Matt's like, I think it just tastes like regular fucking coffee. I don't know where this came from. And he was just <laughs> like, I don't like, know why. bummed out he's that like, he has I don't, to like. He's like, I don't know why this is. the. I'm an editor. He's like, why is this the thing that I have to do here? Why is this what I'm known for? I make your fucking videos, and now I have to make you coffee that tastes exactly the same as the other coffee? Yeah. Oh, I, I actually, Matt. I really liked that. I, I thought it was really funny that he's just like, I don't know what the fuck these people are talking about. <laughs> I did finally get a, a whole bean coffee maker, and I, I don't know if I can tell the difference. You like, know, it's funny, like New England, essentially, like coffee is essentially like it's motor oil. Like it's gasoline to get your car moving. So like that's yeah. why Dunkin' Donuts coffee is not considered particularly great, but it's Oof. popular. I fucking because love Dunkin' Donuts coffee. Yeah, it's just like it's supposed to help you do a, a fucking November shift through the docks. 
Yeah. Like that's <laughs> what that's designed to do. It's not it's like designed. Meth. You're not supposed to be like, oh, that's what, what, a, what a good <laughs> cup of coffee this is. It's just like, no, you fucking drink this. You rip a couple of parliament lights and then you get to fucking work. That fucking Casey Affleck Dunkin Donuts sketch on SNL. It's the, so funny. It's the most <laughs> accurate sketch I've ever seen on that show. God, I, know, I love guys from Boston. I know seven of that guy. Door. I'm not, Mac. Yeah, dude, that. <laughs> oh, boy. I know there have been people like I've gone home and taken people that weren't from Massachusetts home. And like I had a friend pick me up one time who has like a thick accent. And they were like, I didn't think this was real. Like, I didn't oh. think this. I thought it was like a joke that people were like supposedly talked like that. I'm going to go to Boston one day and I'm just going to have all the sex. Just have sex with all the Boston guys. I, I love that accent. Ugh. I hope you like guys named Pat. <laughs> Are they all named Pat? I, I don't know one from Boston named Pat. I would say 50% of my exes are named Aaron. Jesus. That's why every time I see a Boston movie and half the girls aren't named Aaron, I'm like, this is not accurate. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk about this next story. Oh, boy. This isn't local news per se, but these are the only episodes where I get to talk about these weird-ass Slate.com advice columns. Uh, we'll link to it. The The column is called Dear Prudence. The, the woman who answers them is named Prudence. This one isn't... It's not a bad idea to give like a very specific quote from this one because it is wild. Do you have a quote I, in I, mind? Uh, well, because as we're going, there's do you a, there's want me a to line. Just read the article again, quick, and pull out a quote. I mean, well, here's the thing: is that uh, the the line where it's just like Annie told me. Uh, she basically should we... you have the gist, but there's one paragraph that I think is like the closing paragraph. Well, well let me tell people what is okay. happening first. Fair enough, and then you can <laughs> fair you enough can jump in with your quote. This this time around, the advice it's mom who has a very unique problem. She remarried three years ago, and when she did, her daughter started dating the son of the man she married. So she started oh. dating her stepbrother. College like age. after they got married. Like, it's like they were, like, dating, and they knew each other because their parents were dating, and then after yeah. they got married, they were like, yeah. we should date, too. They were like, we have a lot in common, like parents. Full disclosure, yeah, we this is mega hot. <laughs> I mean, this is the number one porn site, like search in porn, sibling porn. It sure step, is. Step sibling porn. A lot of people watch it. Wasn't, I have watched wasn't, it. Wasn't Cruel Intentions sort of about this? Was that the movie with Kyle Phillippe? Bit, yeah. I fucking love that movie. That's a great movie. He He's like, he's like slick owl shit. He's so smooth in that movie. Yeah. He's so basically, uh, there are two quotes. One is the relationship ended up going south in a spectacular display where Annie drunkenly accused Jamie. Jamie's the guy. Annie's the girl. There we go. Uh, of flirting with a mutual friend at a family party. Jamie broke up with her on the spot, probably for the reason that she's drunkenly accusing him of flirting with a mutual friend at a family party. Right. But but the the final paragraph is Annie told me I was being unfair. I should be in her in her corner first and foremost. I told Annie I loved her, but she was acting child. Childish. Her romantic shenanigans should not dictate the rest of the family, nor my marriage. Annie has been distant and uncommunicative since. Jamie has since apologized to me personally, and my husband thinks Annie is being a brat. Her sisters think so as well. And this is why I was against the relationship in the first place. How do I deal with my daughter? Because that is in of itself its own answer. What's, what's the that, answer? 
the the answer is like somebody needs to just tell Annie to shut the fuck up and get over it. Yeah, it's, like it seems like that's what they're doing though. Like they've they've told her she's sort of, being childish. We sort of ganged up on her, right? The whole family is like you're being childish, and this girl has a broken heart. Yeah, <laughs> I was trying to play devil's advocate. She's I don't co- know, but they're college age. It's like, have you ever spoken to somebody in college? They're all fucking idiots. Yeah, like, yeah, but when I you're in college, fucking... you don't think you're a fucking idiot. Remember when you were in college, you thought this is the smartest you'll ever be. Yeah, no, I get that. But you kind of have to be like, hey, look, man, you're fucking, what, 20? What do you think you're going to meet your forever person when you're 20? Shut the fuck up. And also, don't date your stepbrother. I get that it's not a crime and that it's not technically weird, but it's fucking weird. You know it's going to be weird. No dating, but yes, fucking. Because you like the sibling porn? Is that, you'd like to imagine that that's happening in real life? Why, why hot? yes fucking? Is it not hot? I want to see in the comments. <laughs> I want to see on the Discord. Let's see. Because I think it's hot. Mm. It's stupid, but most stupid things are hot. Do you have a sister? No. Okay. Also, that's what, why, that's why you that think that's, that's why you think this is hot. And yeah, I don't have a that stepsister. That's most stupid things are hot. What? Yeah. Is, that's a weird yeah. blanket statement about most stupid things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my cousin dated my stepbrother. Yeah, when, yeah, they did. Like, and all of us were like, my mom and stepdad were kind of like, I don't think that that's a good idea. But I guess it's they had the same thing where it was like, but it didn't end bad. It was like they, my stepbrother, and my cousin. I don't really know the full details because I didn't live with them. I was just like an every other weekend kid. Mm. I've seen but... the videos. Great. <laughs> Ew. See, I have a stepbrother and I don't think it's hot because I can't imagine having sex with my stepbrother. Like I, the fact that you're like, ooh, it's hot means yeah, you don't have a step sibling. Your stepbrother's probably ugly as fuck. That's why. Why would you say that? Because you don't want to fuck him. I mean, I, I think that's a know. pretty clear situation. I think we've all gotten there. No, because when he, when he became my stepbrother, he was a cute enough guy, also was really protective of me. He used to, we lived across the street from a cornfield, and I had just seen Children of the Corn, so I was terrified of the cornfield. Well, how and old my step, were you, though? Like 13? That's totally different. No, these are college age. <laughs> I don't think you should want to fuck somebody when, you meet, when you're like 13. I get that. I'm not a monster. Well, you should want to. You just shouldn't act on it until you're like 15, sure, 16. Sure, sure, sure. Until you're like sure, 17. Yeah, and then when it's you're like... emotionally yeah. mature enough to handle having sex with a sibling. According with... to the but, websites, 18. But also, sure. they're college age, so it's like the parents couldn't have... I mean, like, if I was a parent of a kid and I just got married and, our, like, really, it would be like, well, we could forbid this, but they're 18. They can do whatever they want. And the more we push back to it, they're going to want it more. We know it's not going to play out great. So let's let, like that's what parent parenting 101, right? Like, yeah, yeah. go ahead, do the stupid thing because you're going to do it anyway. So you might I might as well. Right. So they yeah. probably were just like, fuck your brother, I guess. Yeah. I mean, what, probably are you like, do? what what the fuck are you doing? And they were like, we're doing we're, we're adults. And they're like, True, but this is the dumbest thing in the planet, and it's going to blow up in your fucking face. Yeah. I don't you're care how adult. hot it is. You're adults, but there's also a reason you can't rent a car yet. Yeah, that would have been so funny if the parents were like, I don't care how hot it is. <laughs> <laughs> no, it would make this whole thing weirder. If the parents are like, yeah, gross, but can we watch? I don't, oh, I don't well, know. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> that is hot. <laughs> oh, no, it's not. But how, okay, how did it, how did it, 
form over time? Let's like, you know, like, did they get to know each other as siblings? And well, then they... I'm glad you asked because we have a very special guest, Prudence. <laughs> yeah, I don't. It's not. I mean, if you if you look at the article, none of those details are in there. It's yeah, just an advice that's... column. Like, I don't I don't know. They just met and hit it off. And then like refrained for three years. And then I don't know why three years is in my brain. Is that the right? Well, that's how long the mom has been remarried to this other guy. So, well, yeah. So like three years. That's OK. Yeah. That so doesn't that they mean just, they like, started dating the minute she got remarried. I don't. But like for three years, did they like refrain from dating or like refrain from liking? But they had this crush. And then one day no, it's been two years since. So I'm guessing they started dating within the first year. But it's also like this. This wasn't a blind marriage, you know, like yeah. these people knew each That's other a... beforehand. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm yeah. just wondering if they liked each other for a long time and then they were like, fuck it, let's date. I know we're siblings. Do you think they fucked at the wedding? It's pretty mm -hmm. hot. Do you do you need us to like go along this ride with you so you have something for your spank bank later? Do you want us to like I don't need to make a deposit in that. I have the internet. Yeah. Yeah, but that is a have... full vault. You don't have Adam and I talking about it, you know, having I call, us... I call Jeff when he jerks off. Are you yeah. kidding me? What, you don't have a jerk buddy? Yeah. Like, while you both jerk off, or do you just call him to talk Sometimes. him through well, it? No, you not, are not, not while off. we both... Like, I need to focus on talking Jeff yeah. through it. He talks me down. Yeah. And, yeah. and I'll, I, will, I will reciprocate for him. It's, it's... Do you not understand friendship, Kim? Wow. Almost immediately, though? Like, wow. is it like, your turn, I came, now I'll talk you through the masturbating? No, or is it like... No, because be like sometimes be you're out in public and you know. Yeah. So sometimes you're at the Jeff movies. Jeff is going to masturbate. Tough. He texts you and it's like, uh, I'm good to go. C can you call me? And if uh -huh. Adam's yes. busy, yes. you're just like, I guess I'll wait or I'll just get through this one by myself. Well, there's sometimes a list, I, there's a list yeah. of contacts that everyone yeah. Oh, keeps. right, right. It's like there being an alcoholic are... and not and having more than one person to call when you're in a bind. Yeah. yeah. Adam's, my, Adam's my nut sponsor, essentially. <laughs> And he helps you nut, not stay away from nutting. Can I say something? I'm never really that gross on the show, except when Kim shows up. And yeah. I, there's something about you, Kim. You, you're, you're an ingredient that turns me filthy. You bring it Thank out you. of us. Wait, so the show isn't always like this? It's only when I'm on? Yes. Yes. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Thank you. Is that a compliment? I mean, it's not, not a compliment, I guess. All right. Well. Hey, let's take I'll another take quick break, and then we'll be right back. Hey folks, this is Anna Valenzuela and Dave Yates from the 12 Questions Podcast. We host a show about all types of people recovering from life's curveballs. We ask unique and fun guests 12 questions to give listeners hope and inspiration. Whether you've got addiction problems, anger problems, or just plain old getting through the days that feel the same, we believe recovery isn't just for clean and sober people. So, if you're looking for a pick-me-up at the beginning of the week, tune into our show. New episodes released every Monday, available wherever you get your podcasts. And if you're out there and you're feeling lost, we've been there, and we just want to let you know, we love you. We love you! you. And we're back! We're right back! Alright, let's finish on a couple really terrifying stories. Or not to, in one case, it's just sad. Lost. Terrifying if you're affected. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm always surprised by the amount of things that are happening in L.A. that should be national news. And they just never are. One of them uh, that's happening right now, case in point, back in April, a federal judge issued a ruling ordering the city of Los Angeles to house 
all homeless people living in the 50 square block area known as Skid Row. Unaccompanied women and children were to be housed within 90 days, entire families in 120 days, all others within 180 days. And of course the city of L.A. is fighting this super duper hard. In the city of L.A. We hate the homeless. I was going to sing with you. (laughs) We hate the homeless. I appreciate that. Yeah, I was going to join in. All right. (laughs) He started it. He started it. That's true. I'm garbage. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, So what what do we think of this? Should should the city be forced to house people living on Skid Row? I think it's such a leveled answer. You know what I mean? I don't think it's like as I I think like that's only the first part of the homeless situation. Like people like like thinking that that is the solution is to force people and because some of these people don't want to be housed. Some of these people are too mentally ill to make that decision. So there's I mean, yes, I think everyone should have. Obviously, I think everyone should have shelter that, you know, like basic human needs but i think that the answer is a little bit more leveled and the situation is a little bit more gray than black and white force all these people into housing i mean these people should be housed i have you i i have a little village that lives uh a hundred yards uh from my apartment which really sucks i can't walk around anymore because it's real dangerous now those people don't want to be housed they're very happy there they've made a whole community of telling people to get the fuck out okay so So we're supposed to grab them force them into hotels and be like you're gonna live by our societal needs like so so here's what i will say uh, and this is not to be taken in a way that i am equating people to animals but say you you see a feral cat Mm -hmm. And the cat is going to die and get pregnant or, or do something, you know, uh, they're in danger and they don't know that they're in danger. Sometimes you need to, for the greater good of that being, put them in housing. I understand that that has quasi fascistic phrasing in it, but people should be housed. Like that's, that's what that's what a global community should do. And I, I agree with you, but I think the reason a big reason why California has had is ha, is in the situation they're in is because that is a very conservative way of looking at things. A very Republican. Well, fuck them. Just put them all in there. Get them out like that kind of thing. And we're like, we want to give people rights and the ability to like, it's just to me, it's just not everyone on the streets doesn't want to be there. I think there's just levels to it. And I think in order for the problem to be solved, I think that we need to have social stuff in place like help uh there's a lot of addiction issues there's a lot of women on the streets because they have nowhere to go because their their home situation is domestic violence i think that there needs to be some sort of like so what we just put like where's the housing do you know what i'm saying i'm not i'm not saying these people don't deserve homes i'm just saying it's not as like black and white as that well Well, i'm doing the black and white end game i'm not and they all should be housed that's there's no argument to that and i don't think anyone's saying you we build the housing build like housing. part of the problem is LA has been allocated billions and billions and billions of dollars to deal with homelessness and they don't they're and they not do it wrong doing when it. they do and like they show up in Silver Lake or Echo Park what was that a couple of months ago and yeah. they just like take all these people's stuff like that's their their home this is the i mean even though it's yes. outside it's not actually a home these are that was inhumane too so i'm i'm just saying like that's the people that are in charge are thinking that is the solution of getting all these people housed is just to go in and force them in a situation. That's, well, that's what because I'm because you're having the police deal with sh- housing, which is not a it that's, should not be. And, this, 
It's and that's what example. I mean by levels and levels of stuff for the solution. It's like we don't have a situation. We don't have but a that's, social. That's also the excuse the city is leaning on to not have to do this. They're like, well, it'll take resources away from fixing the problem elsewhere. What are they doing elsewhere? They're not doing shit anywhere. They're not doing anything. Except when people get mad enough, they'll come bulldoze a homeless encampment. Like, other than that, they're not doing anything. And one of the, the reasons this judge issued this ruling is his argument isn't just that they're not doing anything. It's that the way the city has handled this is actively contributing to the yeah. problem. And the other thing he brought up is that homelessness is a thing that disproportionately affects black people in mm -hmm. Los Angeles. This is a quote from the judge. His name's uh, David O. Carter. This court cannot idly bear witness to preventable deaths. This ever-worsening public health and safety emergency demands immediate life-saving action. The city and county of Los Angeles have shown themselves to be unable or unwilling to devise effective solutions to LA's homelessness crisis. And then about the racial disparity, he said, when state inaction has become so egregious and the state so non-functional as to create a death rate for black people so disproportionate to their racial composition in the general population, the court can only reach one conclusion. State inaction has become state action that is strongly likely in violation of the Equal Protection Clause. And he's got a point. Black people make up 8% of L.A.'s population and 42% of L.A.'s homeless population. Can I just say, though, I agree with that judge. I just, the way that... LA is ha or California I guess LA is handling it is they're they're like oh well, we'll just force these people out of these areas and then we'll like it's not handled I, what I'm saying there's levels and levels of how to handle it but showing I, up at an encampment and bulldozing it down and forcing people that's wrong well, correct that's, that's the point of this ruling but, is he's so, saying do other shit Kim, do what you are they think, gonna do do you think you're disagreeing with us because you're not what no. you're saying, what I don't think what, what you're saying is by using the police to enact these reforms, no. they're not reforms, they're attacks. So what we need to do is defund the police, put it towards social services that will get these housed. I mean, they're dying at five a day. So what Jeez. like that is a that is a a slow form of genocide. For sure. All things yeah. considered. Like, so so what do you do? And L.A. is fighting it because they don't want to have to face that the reasons that these genocides are happening is because there is billions going towards policing instead of billions. actually helping. And yeah. it's also and how it's also beneficial to them when they go out and do, say, bulldoze a homeless encampment in Silver Lake having skid row in place means there's one central place that all homeless people can eventually end up so then they're out of sight of the general public which that's kind of how la is handling homelessness right now if you stray too far away from where all the homeless people are they will bulldoze your shit and send you back to skid row so, like, cleaning That's up disgusting. Skid Row would be a start. Like, it's 28% of the homeless population in L.A., is all concentrated the, in Skid Row. It's a, and that's the thing. They like people like what, from what I was gathering, the people who are trying to push for this not to happen. They're like that. 
it, they're not looking at it as a big picture. Like Skid Row is a start, and that's where we should start, but it's not the end all. It's like, okay, we fin- we, but that's the big chunk of it. Yeah. So- and you're right. It is there, uh, a, a city in Colorado, I believe it was Colorado Springs, they... Uh, like five, ten years ago, long time ago. Sorry, I don't have my facts completely. But how they solved their homeless problem is they gave all the homeless people a bus ticket to anywhere in the country they wanted. Yeah. And that to me is the same thing. It's like, well, yeah, just get out of here. That's not yeah, th- good. That's, that's a whole South Park episode. Yeah. Oh, I don't watch South Park, so I don't isn't know. it from your home? I'm from color. I'm from the. I'm from Littleton, where the guys who wrote South Park is. South Park is actually a town that's like got a barely a stoplight. Okay, oh, fine. That Littleton's the, known for something. I, I was going to say that's the big <laughs> thing about Littleton, huh? That's, that's the it. big. Just that's that. definitely what I think of when the name. Littleton. When I think of that 1998, is, 1999, Littleton, Colorado, I think South, South Park. Park. It's 99, actually. If you want to get the actual date. Well, didn't South Park itself start in like 98 though? I have no idea. I've seen one episode like a- of it and I was like, oh, this is all right, I guess. I'm just, but I agree with you, the like pushing them out of sight, out of mind. And now it's becoming, now people are caring because they're not out of sight, out of mind. And now the, the white rich people are like, we got to do something about this. And it's like, well, this has been a problem for a long time. It's just infiltrating your neighborhood. So now you give a fuck. I, I don't the think- only reason why you give a fuck is just to get them out back to Skid Row. I, I don't I think. think that's fair. I don't think don't? that's particularly fair among um, the the DSA out here. There's a lot of people, especially in our community, in the, in the comedy community and stuff, that work very hard to try to help the unhoused. And yeah. it's, it's not it's not for selfish reasons so much as it is for like fucking empathy. Like it's no, not just oh they're that, in my I... they're in my backyard and that's a problem. It's these are human beings and we need to help them. And I'm so, not talking about people in our comedy community. I'm talking yeah. about, God, I hate bringing her into this, Caitlyn Jenner's of the world, who now care about this situation. Wow, I'm talking way to about be a transphobe, ultra. Kim. Actually. Wow. No, actually, not at all. You, <laughs> what a, what you can't a tell me. You can't tell me that Caitlyn Jenner doesn't suck. She's, oh, okay. And you're writing books. Way to go, J.K. Rowling. We get it. <laughs> Do not put me in. You okay? You take it back because you know that I'm not being transphobic, and we all hate her, right? I will not. You know what's really strange and upsetting? I'm very attracted to J.K. Rowling, and that hurts my heart very much. Oh, I thought you were going to say Caitlyn Jenner. Remember that first photo shoot? Yeah, yeah. One that, I was like, Vanity hey. Fair. Yeah, I was like, she good was, on you. She was done up. Hot older That's woman. Sure. Yeah. J.K. Rowling, though, you're attracted to J.K. Rowling. I don't know, man. I don't control what happens down there. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't find her attractive before the whole transphobic. Okay. Well, that's why Jeff finds her attractive. I'm sorry you don't like hot billionaire MILFs. I do. What do you want from me? <laughs> she's also a piece of shit. Huge yeah, piece she's of trash. shit. Yeah. I'm not she's afraid trash. of getting I'm not afraid of getting a, a lawsuit from her. What is she gonna do? Oh, I guess ruin my life. Yeah, probably. I guess that would be the thing that she could do. I don't I think she has enough people calling her trash now that she probably couldn't keep up with all that the the lawsuits she'd need to throw out there. A lot of people think she's trash. Come at me. I'll see right, you in court. What's the solution is all I'm saying is like it just well, seems like the blanket solution is just like bulldoze it out, put them in hotels. Build Whoa. more housing, add more social services, get um detoxification programs uh moving, mental health services reinstated, more available health care for these people. I mean, yeah. it's 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 not this Sisyphean task. It's just and it's that not you like have we don't have do the it. money. We well, have that, it, like you said. That's that's the whole point of this lawsuit is We've had all of this money funneled into L.A. to take care of this 
or at least try to deal with it and nothing's happening. That's what made me mad about the vaccination uh, fucking lottery, right? Where if you got vaccinated, you'd be put into a lottery to make a million dollars. And the governor was like, we just have so much extra money. And when I heard that, I was walking on the street and a homeless man who was a black man was running down the street naked, screaming and like chasing people. And I'm like, I can't call anybody because if I call the police, I'll get to watch the black dude die today. But there's no like people to call to help that guy. But the governor is like, yo, we should give we have so much extra money. We're going to give it away for getting like that's why that fuck face is probably going to get recalled. He's not, though, because the only person that's running against him is that broad. I hate. No, there's I think there's other people. I don't know if you know the history of government recall elections, but shit's about to get wild. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I don't know the history Arnold, of Schwarzenegger. Sure. That's how Arnold Schwarzenegger yeah. became governor. Yeah, and Gary Coleman went up against him, and there I know there was like an adult yeah. film actress that did. Really? Like, oh, shit gets wild in recall elections. But Gavin, so get ready to see like a real housewife run from, for governor. Gavin Newsom, though, he kind of deserves it. Like, you can't do that. You can't have a oh. crisis like this unfolding in your state. And then be like, we got so much money, you don't, be- you would not believe it. it. And you also actively ignoring it. And you well, same also thing with Eric Garcetti. You also can't. Oh yeah, fuck that guy. You also can't go in front of the state and admonish people for not wearing masks, and then to- be pictured later that night not wearing a mask, eating dinner with fifteen people at French Laundry. It's like indoors. Indoors, yeah. It's like I'm sorry. Like I get that you're a lib. In all, and you're supposed to be on my side, I guess. But fuck off! Like, don't do shit like that. No, and that was, and that was at the point where businesses weren't opened or weren't able to open at full capacity, so people were losing literally everything. Yep. And also, I'm I the, the numbers may, but a couple thousand people a day were dying from COVID at that point. That was like when we were at our our peak. Yeah. I think I oh, yes. I had COVID while that was going on, and it was yeah. That so, is pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> Was that funny? Is that where you, you know, got it? At French it Laundry not? with Gavin Newsom? I mean, I'm his mistress, so... <laughs> That's the he is sexy. bar He's you so were hot. working at. <laughs> That's the bar I was working at. That's, but I mean, I, I don't know who I'd vote for in the recall, though. I yeah, did, The only person yeah. I saw coming... But when is the recall? In the fall? No one knows. I don't no know, but knows. I heard it is a total recall. Oh, Jeff, Ooh. what? So, what do you mean? Because this Arnold Schwarzenegger won in one of them before. Oh, that's Do you think what... he'll come back? What if he runs? Absolutely I'd vote for that not. Guy. He just wants to make fucking Instagram videos with his donkey. Yep. And that's all I want. He has a donkey? Named Whiskey. It's a mini donkey. And uh, it's amazing. That's great. Where's his wife? Did she you leave not, because of the you, whole nanny thing? Do you not follow? Like his, He's such no, a no. goddamn delight on the on the internet. He's, he does, I'm here with Whiskey. Everybody stay inside. Don't wear your masks. Don't be foolish. Oh, he's great. Oh, I love him. I like that. I mean, I watched all the videos of him against Trump, and I enjoyed that quite a bit. He's but not... certain, I mean, he's a classic conservative, but I think he really has rejected the Trumpism aspect in yeah. a huge way. And he's become kind of like a very nice that's, Austrian granddad. That's like literally all you can ask of Republicans right now is just, yeah. will you at least not think the election was stolen and that the Capitol should have been rioted at? Yeah. Arnold is one of those yeah. examples where people are like, okay, but can't you you can't be friends with people that share different opinions? It's like, no, I'm not going to be friends with Nazis. Like yeah. that's a big fucking difference. Like I could be friends with somebody like Arnold who's like, I believe in in conservative values, but also I'm not an asshole. Yeah. 
Agreed. He's kind like, of like when people are like you can't be. F- yeah, agreed. Where it's like, no, I'm not going to be friends with a literal Nazi. Yeah. I'm friends with lot, lots of old school Nazis? conservative people. Oh. Oh, okay. Wow. Not, not, I'm friends with <laughs> wow. a lot. I'm not even going to say that. I'm not even going to have that sound bite. There's enough sound bites out there of me not saying anything about Nazis, but things where I'm like, oh, that could be edited. <laughs> She's like, I accidentally <laughs> sharded on a Nazi I was fucking one time. It's I didn't fine. shart on anyone. I sharted in. A shart is like when you're in your pants. You've described the concept of a shart <laughs> six or seven times on this show. I get it. Yeah, but I, you, I, you keep using it in the wrong context and as a as a poop connoisseur i don't think that word means no, the thing that you think it means right now like an expert of poop yeah i would say expert more than connoisseur connoisseur means you like to like you study and partake i mean i don't par- i mean i do partake because i like shit. you're like sniffing a nice glass of shit <laughs> mm. i mean 2021 what is wrong with you it's it's nice to know you're not always like this, but it's also haunting to know you're only like this around me. Okay, I would like to say, uh, you said, what's wrong with you? Anyway, buy my book, chapter one, I <laughs> sharted in the guy's mouth, essentially. I didn't shart in his mouth. Are you going to buy my book? Are you going to buy my book? I don't read books. Wow, we've been friends a decade and you're not going to buy my book. <laughs> of course, right. I'll buy your yeah. book. I'll buy your book. What an asshole. I'm not going to write a book. What am I, a nerd? <laughs> I'm not a nerd. Oh, look at me. I wrote a book. <laughs> oh, he's doing the thing. Like, it's like Kim has glasses. <laughs> yeah, where he's giving himself glasses. And when you were a kid and you learned how to do it, you were really proud of yourself. Right? Uh, I'm uh, still was, proud of myself right now. That was funny. That's, hey, that what was else is funny? What else is going on with the L.A. and let's, the police? Yeah, let's close out on one last crazy ass L.A. story. Oh, I don't. Okay, I'm a, ready. Again, speaking of stuff that should be national news, mm-hmm. way back in January, a report was published that found that the L.A. County Sheriff's Department has multiple deputy gangs in which members are encouraged to engage in violent behavior and misconduct. And you know what? You could knock me over with a feather right now. I am just flabbergasted. Can you believe? Who could have seen this coming? Who would have thought that the the, the sheriff's department (laughs) that has a history of gang violence? I will say I had to reread that like five times because I was like, there's no way. What? Like, Like you said, this should be news. This should be national everyone knows about news but I it's know. i don't know if people know this but the police are a gang yeah, uh, yeah. they're and they're a well-paid like not just the lasd but like if like if you know what the blue wall is it's a code of silence that cops will not rat they call it ratting out li- literally like nazis do nobody rats and it's like jesus fucking christ are I... you trying to tell me that you guys like breaking the law i thought the blue wall was when someone does rat they won't the cops will come together and not help that particular police officer when they're in like a life or it's death all, situation all the blue wall, it's yeah. it's the the blue wall that's, of it's called the blue wall of silence that's and it crazy. is that if you witness a police officer committing a crime you do not snitch um yeah. which is the antithesis of being a police officer and that's why when people are like um i know a good cop it's like has they ever seen a cop do something wrong and didn't report it then they're not a good cop. Yeah. And the Sorry. shitty thing about that is if they do see something wrong and report it, it is a system that will either get them fired, killed, like maybe not direct, but killed because if they won't help this particular officer, like yeah. it's that's how whole, that's that's Serpico. And that like is, that, that's been a while. And that's how shit like this happens. This report that came out was conducted by researchers at Loyola Marymount University's uh, School of Law profiled eight. 18 secret subgroups just within the L.A. Sheriff's Department, which, quote, 
foster a culture of violence and escalate uses of force against community members. End Get out of town. Quote. I know. Can you believe it? Several of these groups were described as gangs in which members have a common tattoo and perform rituals which create a culture of celebrating the use of lethal force in the line of duty. So we're talking like a like a bullwinkle tattoo or something? <laughs> it would actually be a skull wearing a Nazi helmet and holding a rifle, which how does a skull hold a rifle? Uh, in his teeth. Yeah, I guess. Yes. Grow up, Ooh. Adam. Also, where are they getting this tattoo? Is it tramp stamp? Is it like, you know what I like where? Oh, I hope so. Oh man, wouldn't that be great? Lower back, hell yeah. Yeah, that's the only place I would I would or cheek. Put it on their cheek. Yeah, their butt, their, their neck, butt, their butt cheek, or like their cheek, like their cheek cheek. Both, both. Yeah. One, I think it's funny that they're like, oh god, man, we're so cool. What should we get? What about like a Nazi skeleton? How about that? So we can. That's very much like the are we the baddies? Uh, or then, oh no no, more than that. Like you say that, and then the guy's like, no no no, but he's got to be holding a rifle too. And, <laughs> there's and, there's, be... and there's one guy that's like, I voted for Bullwinkle. <laughs> I love that guy. Hey, Rogue, I'm hungry. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, the, the group's name is the Executioners. Why not just put Executioners? Like, that's that's a cool thing to have tattooed on your arm. Yeah. Also, a cool thing to call yourself when you're a fucking cop. Yeah. Group of cops called Executioners, and they're the ones with the uh, skull, Nazi skull holding a rifle. This one is very weird. There's another gang profiled in this report called The Posse, and they were based inside the mental health ward of the Los Angeles Twin Towers Correctional Facility, never forget, and their role was to resist reforms aimed at treating inmates with severe mental illness more like patients and less like prisoners. So they wanted to still treat people with mental illness like anyone else because they're cops and they're assholes. Man, who would have thought a C-minus average in level two courses in high school would get you here, huh? Another gang, the Banditos, is made up of around 30 members who disrupt operations at East L.A.'s Sheriff's Station by creating tension between deputies who are members and those who aren't. According it's to the, the L.A. What? I was going to say, it's not the Frito Bandito, though. No, that racist icon was retired in the right. 70s. Sure was. According <laughs> no, to the is. L.A. Times, the county has paid out roughly $55 million in settlements in cases in which deputies were alleged to belong to a secret society of the shootings committed by deputies over the past five years, more than half took place at sheriff's stations where an active deputy gang was present. It's fucking crazy, that seems, man. That seems like a, a like a no no uh, no brainer on that one. Where it's like, yeah, of course that's what happened. What What's upsetting though is that there are people that'll read that and go, "That's not real," or go further and go, well, that's not every police department. It's like, well, it is all the police departments until it's no police departments. Do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like that way with, with, uh, it's that's... all white people until it's no white people. It's all men until it's no men. It's just like, if you hear that news and you go, yeah, but like this police station, it's like, that should piss yeah. you off to the point. Yeah. Yeah. It, that's the point of a cab. Like the idea of all caps, cops are bastards. And they're like, yeah, but I know a guy. And it's like, I don't care if it's your dad. He's still a fucking bastard because I guarantee you he's seen some shit and didn't say a goddamn thing. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, I just, I cannot wrap my brain around. And then when you still talk to these people who are like, well, we're just not going to have the police anymore. And like, and it's like, yeah, I get the abolish uh, the police is like not the best tagline because most people are idiots and they can't 
crack the, crack a book and read what that actually means. It just means like defund the police. No, it means allocate not billions of dollars to these guys to get war fucking war armory war yeah. guns and maybe put it into these community like social issues to help i'm so it makes me so angry we just need more robocops yep yep just shooting dudes in the dick and then just that's it thank you for cooperation robot I'm going to eat some baby food police that is Wait, the answer robot I, I never saw robocop so what? i don't he that shoots people in the dick and eats baby food yeah that's generally the plot of the movie yeah that's, that's what a it's... wild plot yeah and it's it's Honestly, Kim, do yourself a favor and watch RoboCop. It's an absolutely perfect satire of Reagan America. Yeah, it's very good. So uh, okay. you're not going to believe this, but the L.A. County Inspector General has accused L.A. County Sheriff Alex Villanueva of promoting a code of silence around the secret deputy gangs. No! I would like to remind you that Alex Villanueva is the guy that basically forced sweeps of Venice because, quote, nobody else was doing anything, so we're doing it ourselves. Yes. But you mean homeless sweeps yeah. of yes. Venice. The yes, the encampments. Uh, 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 yeah. he, he is a... Uh, um, uh, Alex Villanueva is a, um, a bad guy. Very bad. Yeah. He's a bad person. And that's why we're bringing this up on this episode, because I hadn't even heard about this until right now. And the reason it's back in the news is, of course, the county inspector has subpoenaed Alex Villanueva to uh, tell what he knows about these deputy gangs. And, of course, Villanueva is fighting that subpoena. Same excuse as before, basically. He says... Being interviewed for this would take away too much time from his other sheriff duties. You know, like he, protecting like, violent gangs in his department. And sweeping and, Venice yeah. homeless people. He's, no a, he's an evil shit man. He is. He is. And I would like to fight him with my fists. If you want to read oh. a whole lot more about this, a reporter named Cerise Castle recently published a series called A Tradition of Violence. The History of Deputy Gangs in the Los Angeles Sheriff's Department. It is a 15-part investigative report, and uh, it is terrifying. This is a problem that goes back decades, and no one's probably ever going to do anything about it until we do defund the police. And that's going to be, who knows? There's too many people in power that are pushing that. Yeah, there's no chance in hell Joe Biden's going to get behind it. Not not Law and Order Joe. So, uh... Who knows? God, I don't even know what to say. Uh, Alex Villanueva is trash. Although this morning he did tweet that there was a one a, a historic one billion dollar illegal marijuana bust. Good job, Th- oh, Alex. What? Thank you for clearing out the marijuana in California. Yeah, that's like saying you found a billion dollars of illegal towels. <laughs> like it's yeah. a fucking consumer product now. Yeah, who fucking cares? Why are you wasting your time? On- what? And, and he also wrote two arrests in brutal gang-related attempted murder. I'm like, oh, did you arrest your sheriffs? <laughs> your deputies? Um, no? Oh, well, then I guess you didn't get the ones that count. But LA is, able- LA is so progressive. Yeah, he's a... he's Man, we, we got just the wrong people in charge, man. So what do we do? You know, the only thing you can do is fight, or not fight, uh, <laughs> uh, is vote and talk about it, right? Like that's, that's, I, it just, all this stuff just feels so hopeless and helpless because it's like we see the homeless problem, I'm back to that, outside our doors. And it's just like, I don't know what else, I don't, you know, I, I, I vote. 
I talk about it. I get real angry. I, I get in arguments with people who disagree with basic human needs and rights. You know, like what's the, I don't know, what's the solution? No, I don't know. I mean, we should probably just pretend it's not happening because it doesn't affect yeah. us specifically and then just live our lives and uh, live in uh, a world of moderate privilege. Yeah. How do people do that? Uh, you start a podcast know. network and then COVID happens and people only have podcasts to listen to and never mind. It goes wild. Yeah. Things really Just like this up. recall election is going to go. It's the total recall, <laughs> which is the name of a movie. I don't Remember, think I've seen that movie either. Ooh. Oh, Kim. Oh, it's great. There's Sharon Stone is in it and then a different woman with several extra tits also I've in it. I've seen pictures of her. Oh, the three tit lady? A lot of people are her yeah. for Halloween. Yeah. Why, why wouldn't you be? Yeah. I, I, I didn't watch a lot of movies in the 80s and 90s. My sixth grade English teacher, I think, had, had a third. That was the rumor. It looked like it. Yeah. She had a total really? recall boob, yeah. But she wore a, the same polo shirt every day, so we couldn't confirm. But it feels like in a polo shirt, you could confirm that pretty easily. Well, I mean, the... No, you have like the uniboob situation. Yeah, it would be funny if she had one of those, the, 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 what is it, Quato or whatever. If she had one of those in, from Total Recall, like, Oh. <laughs> oh, like a talking Open one? That, that would have been fun. All I right. was watching a, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, should... was, I was watching a show once with my old roommate about this guy who had a bunch of extra nipples. And she like knew a lot about it. And finally, I was like, and we used to like tan together. And I'm like, how do you know so much? And she's like, I don't want to talk about it. I'm like, no, is that, is that what all those little scars all over your body is? And she's like, I swear to God, you tell anybody that I have extra nipples, I will ruin your life. Oh. You and only kept... told several thousand people just yeah, now. Yeah, you just, do you know how many, like, we do all right in terms of listeners. I know, so. I'm fine with it because I've talked about it before. And it's oh, also okay. been like 10 years. So I, I, what's her name? I kept it. I'm not going to tell your name. Just first and last. What's her, her stepmother's step name? <laughs> I don't think I remember her middle name or her last name. Okay. Well, I'm not giving you her name. I'm not doing it. What's but her? I, I, gen- I waited just, like 10 years before I told anybody. Give us a hint. It's give a very a common white girl name. Kim Crawl. <laughs> yes. It's the, the, the so story's about So I had me. a roommate that had maybe 30 or 40 extra nipples. It's, it's like not 25. Calm down. Oh, that's not that bad. Yeah. That's, and they're more like nubbins. It's barely, <laughs> it's barely worse. over two dozen nubbins, <laughs> nubbins, and they're all removed now. They're yeah, all... isn't an extra nipple just a mole? Kinda. No, they're like a nubbin. But it's like a little. Do they like? Can you milk them and things? How am I getting more uncomfortable as we describe the same thing over and over? Like again? if you have a There's... litter of babies, can they all attach to different? Oh, you're getting kids nips. sucking on your ribs and shit. Yeah. I don't think oh, so yeah. i think they're just like they have like an areola have i think there's an areola tried? i could ask her okay, i'll message yeah, her and you... be like hey did you <laughs> we haven't talked in like 20 years um did you ever try to milk those extra nipples before you got them let's yeah. get her what's going on with them what's going on with them bonus titties so anyway oh. there's gangs in the la sheriff's department and that's a big problem uh we'll link to all of these articles uh, i couldn't or... read those articles by the way like your notes were harrowing enough. I was like, I don't want to. Yeah, they're. Make it I I read them intense. because I do the research, Adam. Oh, thank you, Jeff. Well, you're also the co-host of the show, so mm-hmm. I'm a co-host of the show. <laughs> What'd you say? The hmm? main co-host of the show? No, I said I'm a co-host oh. of the show, not the. Well, I oh, mean, sorry, I don't have I don't have any other co-hosts. I just sometimes don't have a co-host. I show yeah. you that respect, Jeff. Appreciate that. I'm the co-host. So there you go. So sometimes you're here. PayPal me, everybody. 
Also, uh, fuck you, Jeff. Oh, that's so <laughs> cruel. Got him. <sighs> All right. <laughs> Shit. Should we? We should. We should probably wrap this up. This I is think a, so. This is good. Thank you. Thank you both for doing it. Oh, uh, what do we? Thank what you. do we have to plug before we get out of here, Jeff? Are you going to me first? That works for me. Well, Kim. Know. Kim got the plug up top. She did. Uh, I don't know if Can you know I this. Plug but again, though. Well, yeah. You, fu- <laughs> you interrupted my plugs. You son of a bitch. Damn it, Kim. Damn you it. Stepbrother, fucking son of a bitch. Uh, uh, I have uh, I have cool friends. I don't know if you've seen or heard the show. Jeff has cool friends, uh, but it's a show where I interview my cool friends and we talk about their shit. Um, spoiler alert: a couple of people on here are going to be on episodes coming up in the future. Uh, but what? you can check that out at Shut Your Mouth. I am speaking. That's a long uh, website name. Patreon.com slash Jeff May for the early uncensored episodes. And if you want it, I'll listen to it for free. Uh, You can just uh, Google that shit. Jeff has cool friends podcast. It's out there. You can also check out Tom and Jeff watch Batman on the Gamefully Unemployed Network at Gamefully Un. And of course, you don't even like sports, a sports podcast for Kim, who doesn't like sports. Uh, And that is available on this network, the Unpops Network. And it's uh, these are all things I'm very proud of and I love. So listen to them. And then I'm I'm going on I'm oh I'm Worcester Massachusetts Friday uh, July 23rd I will be performing so gross Kim do you have anything to plug Yeah I I wrote a book uh, Confessions of a Recovering Party Girl uh, You can get that on my website kimkrall.com, k y m k r a l You can follow me on all the socials there too uh, And you can get it on Amazon as well I also have a podcast called Crawl Space, K-R-A-L-S-P-A-C-E, Crawl Space, my last name, get it? Um, no, I do not get it. Yeah, I don't you get don't it. You don't get it? You don't? I, that's I not how you spell, clever. That's not how you spell the crawl in yeah. Crawl Space. You spell Kim and crawl wrong. Yeah. I don't know how to spell crawl the right way. I've been spelling it this way for so long that I have to like really think about, okay. Mm. Uh, so then follow me on everything, buy my book. It's not just about me sharding in a dude's face, but that is in there. <laughs> it's about um, sharding also- on extra nipples, too. There's no extra nipples in there. Don't talk about that. But I, it is it is like a nice story, too. At the end, you know, I, I learn how to love myself. So, and I don't stop. I stop it's dating embarrassing. assholes. Embarrassing. Lame. Embarrassing. Self-love is gross. Ugh. Uh, Patreon.com slash Unpops. Unpopsnetwork.supercast.tech. We got a bunch of new subscription options. You can, uh, if you subscribe to Unpops, you get so many fucking bonus episodes. You don't even know. Uh, so go check out th- those places for deets about that. And uh, I think that's it. Let's get the fuck out of here. This, Kim- is good. this is fun. Thanks for having me. Thank you for doing it. Kim. You're welcome. Kim, say goodbye. Bye, everybody. Jeff, say goodbye. <laughs> You get the Kim sharding on a dude rookie card, everybody. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. We love you. <laughs> Bristol Street, I'm